We've finally arrived to a full-blown NFL schedule. You get a Sunday of full games. You can literally just sit on a couch and watch football from noon central time until approximately bedtime. It was a wonderful feeling that you do not want to have to interrupt to go make food, get food, uh, just stand in your doorway and yell, well, someone please bring me snacks. The answer is yes. You don't have to yell out your doorway because DoorDash exists and they're here to help you, especially for these Sunday cravings. The DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're looking for right now, right to your door. Ordering is super easy. You can open the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. And if you're listening to the show from Australia, by the way, like tell us, because that's pretty cool. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery as well. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and food will be left at your door. Again, that's a chance to really help make sure your favorite local restaurants are able to stay open through these incredibly difficult times. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code TIME. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees in your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TIME. That's code TIME for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, jersey. This may be a controversial opinion. I'm not even sure if I have publicly shared this opinion until now in these first moments of Time's ours here on The Athletic. But if the Chiefs wanted to play exclusively on Thursdays and Mondays, or even just Sunday nights, I would hit that button and sign up for that right now, because just sitting back and watching the Red Zone for like eight hours yesterday, and then watching the rest of the NFL try to be as good as the Chiefs at the sport that the Chiefs currently dominate— was mm, chef's kiss, an absolutely wonderful weekend experience. We'll talk about that here today on Time's Ours. I'm Joshua Briscoe with both Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser, the band staying together. Nate, uh, what was your football watching experience like yesterday as we got a full slate of games in week one? By the way, also on time amid COVID, like we skipped the preseason. That was all weird, but it all got here and it was glorious. It, it was. It was amazing. Seven hours of just, mm. nope, we don't do commercials, which I <laughs> I knew was coming, but then when it happened, I, I it just made me so happy. So uh, Yeah, like, we had some 1990s kind of football. Uh-huh. We had some what-are-you-doing coaching out there. <laughs> um, Josh Allen, the mm. gift of Josh <laughs> Allen. And then, you know... Because it's like our jobs, I guess. I guess I'll check in on this uh, Los Angeles-Cincinnati game. And it's like kind of grimy for like (laughs) three and a half quarters. Then it got good. And it was just like, oh, all right. I mean, wow, these two teams um, look very similar in a lot of ways. But no, man, it was was awesome. Um, Colts fans. Welcome to Philip Rivers land. Because that, that was the whole experience, guys. That, that's what it's been for like the last decade. 
Seth, how did you feel? Was was uh, what stood out to you? What was your favorite? I just, you know, one thing I need to get Red Zone. I need to figure out which streaming service will offer me Red Zone, and so mm-hmm. I'm back and forth between mm-hmm. Fubo and and YouTube TV. I'm thinking I'm going to give Fubo a try. So that's one thing, as I learned yesterday. Although, I doing the whole Hulu Live thing, I can watch on multiple screens. So I was sitting there with my laptop in front of me, watching the Chargers game. And then on the big TV, I was so sitting in my room. It was awesome, by the way. I was laying in bed with a stuffed crust that's pizza. That's perfect. Oh, my God. And yes, I have you. I made a stuffed crust pizza yesterday. I was the, the, I think it's the Walmart brand frozen ones. They're pretty Those good. Those aren't bad. Those aren't bad at all. This They're is just really a traditional not. Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza. So let me just, I mean, let me let this, let me set the scene for you. My wife was just like, you know what, Please hun, do. Hun, Please you do. Worked, you worked so hard this week. She's like, you, know, you just want to, you just want to watch some of the games. You know, I, the kids are doing fine. It's a nice day out. They're going to play and stuff. I'm going to run a few errands. I'll bring the littlest one with me. The rest of them can go on screens. And why don't you just go and watch football? You know, get a pizza. I'm like, um, you know, I have worked pretty hard this week. I have. And so I'm sitting there. I've got my phone with Twitter open. I've got my laptop to my right with the Chargers game on. The Chargers. And, and then I've, and then on the big TV. So we, we finally caved. We got ourselves a big screen like on the wall opposite of our bed, which I got to tell you, if you don't do that, you are missing what it feels like to live like a king or queen. It's like royalty, man. (laughs) You just lay in bed and just watch it on a giant TV. That's what life is meant to be. Anyway, I'm watching watching Tom Brady and, and Drew Brees throw the ball like three yards at a time on the big TV. So it looks like it's more. And that, and I was just sitting there with a stuffed crust pizza. I was like, this is it. This is the pinnacle of the human experience. You've reached it. You've reached yeah. it. Yeah. Can't go back. Like, I, I, was, I can't go back down from I here. I was sitting there just by myself. I, I, was, I, was, I was to myself, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? You're talking to your pizza. Yeah, yeah look at us. Look at us. I've, um, I've got you laying in bed with like four pillows back behind you, and the pizza, the pizza just slowly becoming less and less, just sitting on your stomach. Just it's just it's just sitting there, and then you like you grab a piece and then hold it like a like three feet above your mouth, like you're being fed in the Roman times. It's like that's sort of how I've got you. Yeah, it was like it a was real like some life violin montage. music playing in the background. Yeah. It, yes. it was awesome. So here's if I were to take anything away from how awesome it is to have football back, because I don't know about you guys, but like Thursday was weird. It was awesome, but it was weird. Yeah. And I think with no Absolutely. preseason and a bunch of conversations yes. about other stuff, which, you know, we talked about all the, you know, we don't need to rehash it. Your conversations that need to happen. And then all, you know, worrying about protocols and all this stuff. It, it was just a little off. It was great, but it was off. It didn't quite feel like football was back. Am I wrong? But does it feel like football is like back? Like it was like, yes, this is yeah, amazing. I right. And I knew it was back when in a game between two NFC North teams that I could not possibly care less about, <laughs> the Bears yep. and the Lions, yep. made me go, yep. no, at the end of it when yep. uh, I don't even know his first name, Swift. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Swift. Oh. Oh. Oh, my heart. Look, DeAndre. You are a talented young man. You are going to have a good career. That drop does not define you. That was bad, though. That was like, it's very rare that I could say I could have caught that. 
Now I couldn't have, <laughs> now I couldn't have gotten there on the field. Don't get me wrong, right? Not nearly fast enough. I would have just had someone obliterate me before I got onto the route. But if you magically transposed me to that spot right there in that moment, I could have caught that. <laughs> and he and he dropped it. I think I understand. I understand why it looked like you could. I I think you would have dropped it. He had like he did have to like turn around, and I think that that amount of body movement with a defender anywhere near you, you would two not defenders. only drop the two ball. Two defenders ready to sandwich. No, no that's you, true. Josh. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Not, o- have... not only would you drop a ball, the, you not only would you drop the ball, Seth. You would drop a little bit of poop in your pants. <laughs> is what I think would happen. The, the fear Personally, that that's yeah. a solid point. Solid point. All all true. He he should have caught it. But the best part of that was Fox did his replay. And, of course, every replay is a little odd because it's like, ooh, that looks very, like, spatial. Like, are we in outer space? (laughs) Do these seats exist? But, like, to Mr. Swift's disappointment, there were people in the Fox super slow-mo replay just lifting their hands to the heavens thinking... God, yes. I don't know what year this is, but the Lions are 1-0. and And then he dropped the ball, and you saw those hands go right to their heads like, are you kidding me? As they're wearing masks. Appropriately, I should add. But they were wearing masks, lifting their hands to the heavens, thinking in the weirdest year we've ever existed in, thank God the Lions are 1-0. and Lord, why'd you take it away from us? Oh, it- For Mitch... For Mitch Trubisky. Guys, do you think is a quick round table here? Is Deshaun Watson now the third best quarterback from that draft class? I say yes. <laughs> oh, Mitch. I that that whole game, but it was just so great. Like just I mean, it was awesome. Football being back and just watching yeah. and just immersing myself into the football experience while pizza immersed itself in me. And <laughs> you and pizza became one. The pizza and I became one. Oh man, I feel like crap today. I just like I. Uh, I I'm murder. I'm too old for this stuff, man. I just I can't I can't just eat that much pizza and be fine. But it was awesome. Football being back. The other thing, Patrick Mahomes. We talked about this last year. The Chiefs' offense has just ruined football for me. I actually I had a conversation yeah. with my mom at a baby shower on Saturday, which this that's where all the best football takes come from, and mm. that, that's actually I've mm. built my career on conversations with my mom about football. <laughs> she's she's just carrying me here, and she yeah, she commented because you know she watches the Vikings with my dad. Yeah, why not? And she she says to me, you know, it's just it's a little boring watching the Vikings play. Like, I like watching the Chiefs better. They're, like, they're so much faster. I was like, they are so much faster. Like, everything they do is more fun. And that's the one thing is, like, I'm watching all these other teams. Like, golly, why are all these quarterbacks so bad at football? And why are all these wide receivers so slow? (laughs) So, yeah, life is good. Seth, I want to agree with you 100% on this. Just tell your mom to watch Josh Allen play football. It's a great experience. It's an incredible experience. Like, the Bills have plays set up where it's like, Josh, everything's going to work here. Plus, we're playing the New York Jets, who aren't even, like, oh. trying to win football games at this point. God, they're tough. And he brought the Jets back single-handedly, okay? Um, it disregard the fact that Sam Darnold was... was not a competent NFL quarterback for like half the game. But mm-hmm. Josh Allen 
will throw into double coverage steal. He will scramble and fumble steal. He will scramble, readjust, scramble, see a wide open man in the corner of the end zone, just flat out miss him. Just flat just out steal the ball the over his head. Like, he he is incredible. Like, there are some plays where it's like, wow, if he just did that consistently, that is a premier, that is a premier pro bowler. Like, mm-hmm. perennial, put him in the ballot year after year. And then there are other players where it's like, he's the greatest PB quarterback who ever made the NFL that I've ever seen. Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, he's so great. I mean, he just shovels, occasionally he'll shovel, shovel passes. passes. Team, which also Joe Burrow did, which was wild, but anyway. <laughs> Football was weird yesterday, and I enjoyed it so much. I gotta go back and watch, like, the condensed game, though, of Jets-Bills, which is not what I expected it to do. <laughs> so I just saw, like, a few moments of Josh Allen, and that was oh. the one... The one drawback of the red zone is that you do miss just some of like the overarching storylines of like all of a sudden you look up and the Jets do have two touchdowns. It's like, wait a second, what happened there? What did Josh Allen do to give them two touchdowns? <laughs> he has the highest variance on any given play. Like he is, he will have oh God, play, yes, of anyone he, ever. <laughs> yeah, of anyone ever. Because like he really, his ceiling. On a play-by-play basis, now Chiefs fans, relax with what I'm about to say. His mm-hmm. ceiling on a given play is Patrick Mahomes. Like, he will do things that I'm like, wow, that is one of the best plays I've seen a quarterback make all year. Mm-hmm. And then he'll do things where I'm like, huh, that's his... <laughs> I just don't, his floor... That's a little you, odd. <laughs> you mentioned Patrick Mahomes is his ceiling. I'll go ahead and give you the other half. His floor is literally Nathan Peterman. Yeah, his floor is it's, Nathan it's, I'm, Nathan. That's not even an exaggeration. Nate it's like, Peterman yeah, three with, turnovers in five plays. Nate Peterson with Jamarcus Russell's arm. It's like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, like, yeah he's, he's, the Peter, he's the Peter man with a cannon. He is. And so the, it really is such a fun thing to watch at variance. And it makes you appreciate even more. People talk about how talented Patrick Mahomes is, but how steady he is. Like, for so yeah. talented, he just, you, you look on Thursday and compare what Mahomes did Thursday, taking what the defense gave him, with Josh Allen trying to take it all. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the best part is it's it's 21-10 in the fourth quarter, and they just can't, they can't put the Jets away. The most, mm-hmm. e- the easiest team to put away in football right now. It's just like, they, they just can't, can't put them away, kids, because, you know. Josh Allen is doing Josh Allen things. Hey, but you know what? He was a leading rusher, fellas. I mean, t- just like again, they play the Chiefs this year. I cannot wait. Just oh, I'm so excited. I hadn't even thought wait. about that. That's on a Thursday, too. That's going to be so weird. So wild. <laughs> the Chiefs could absolutely lose that game because it's on a Thursday. Like, that's the. If you said, why, if you said hey, why could the Chiefs lose to the Bills? I'd say, well, the first reason is that it's on a Thursday. And every reason after that is less important to me than the fact that it's on a Thursday and Josh Allen might just have, he, he might just have one of those like low, like high ceiling games that he just lives up there for a while, except for he's never that consistent. There was one play, this is, welcome to Times R's, a Josh Allen fan cast. <laughs> there was one play pretty early in the game and it wasn't even one of the ones that got like a bunch of, of play where he, I think he just, like, flushed out of the pocket, like, dodged a, a sack or whatever, and, like, on the move, like, had a dude. And I was like, oh, my, this really does look like Patrick Mahomes. And then he missed him by, like, three yards. <laughs> yeah, and just, it was like, oh, whoosh. 
<laughs> the difference there is that, and that wasn't even the bad one. That wasn't Not even the, the one yeah. that went into the stands. Right, like, right. And it, it was like, oh, that, like, he did everything that Patrick Mahomes would have done on that play, except also be accurate while Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is good at football. Like, that was sort of my whole thought process. And you guys both touched on this, because I do want to at least talk about this for a second. I watched Red Zone for eight hours yesterday or whatever, seven hours yesterday, and then watched Sunday Night Football. Also, Aaron Donald is good. Yeah. And I feel like no one talks about that. Yeah. He's He's really good. good. He is so good. I'm okay. Tangent on my tangent. I'm sorry. He is so good that last night there was that one clip that was on Twitter of him just like chucking the center and then grabbing Ezekiel Elliott and then just spiking him to like get to Dak. (laughs) And, and someone had clipped that on Twitter into like a five-second video, so you hit play and it just looped. I literally, I turned into, into John Madden with a Telestrator using my phone, the video on my phone, to show to Renee and be like, look, I got to listen. You, we talk about Chris Jones. Sometimes we'll mention Aaron Donald. Do you know who Aaron Donald really is at all? She's like, not really. It's like, okay, well, here's the thing. Like, he's an alien monster. Watch this. Because this isn't – I'm like, I, I was doing – I was the the – the, the video of, like, the guy at the club just loudly explaining something into some <laughs> poor woman's ear, and she doesn't really care. But I'm like, but look, he beats two guys in, like, two seconds. This do- this doesn't happen. Aaron, this, Aaron Donald does things that no one else really does. Like, yeah. anyway, that happened last night. I was glad that he was on primetime, honestly. And that game was weird, That might have been the second freakiest thing he did in that game, because I don't know if you saw the other. Yes! Oh, my God! The other one of the threw- wrecking ball when I did wasn't even up by oh. then. I think it came later in the game. Holy bleep. Yeah. He, Go ahead, you can talk about that. Well, and it's just such an interesting play, and I think, I'm sure most people that listen to this have seen this by now. And um, Jeff Schwartz, actually, just a few minutes ago, as we record, posted about this. So, you know, he just sprints to the interior, and the center doesn't even see him coming. And he throws the center into the right guard and knocks them both to the yes. side. Like, he would, like, it, it's, it's like what it would look like if I played football with 12-year-olds. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it yeah. Was, except for except for he's still so much faster that it would have taken you longer to get to the twelve year old right guard. It really would have. It would have he taken me longer so to fast. get there. And it just it's so funny. Like it, this circles us back to the conversation last week. And to, I'll bring it back to the Chiefs here. Um, as much <laughs> last week, um, there was some conversation about Aaron Donald as a run defender. The analytics community mm-hmm. took a hit last week. They took a little bit of a hit, <laughs> which, which is fine. You know, it happens. But a little bit of the subjectivity in some of the judgment calls that get made got revealed. And so for people who don't, you know, spend all their waking hours on Twitter like normal healthy people, um, yeah, they, they basically like ESPN's that. analytics group kind of was like, yeah, you know, Aaron Donald's kind of like an average, maybe subpar run defender. And the entire film community just lost its mind. Like, just like, what? And they were just like, well, you know, he's he's running through gaps. And it just started. I was like, wait a minute. Where have I heard this before? It's like, it's like, oh, you know, he's like out overrunning gaps and, you know, he leaves. He's undisciplined, but he's always in the backfield for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, he's always making these tackles in the backfield and at the line of scrimmage, but he's not really very good. I'm like, that, those two things don't make sense. And, and so then, unfortunately, what one of their main analytics guys did, he's like, well, here, I'll show you a couple play examples. And they were both really, really bad examples of bad run defense because mm-hmm. it was just... If you don't know what the term run fits means, you probably shouldn't mm-hmm. post video clips of what run defense should look like. And so it was kind of a funny thing because normally it really is analytics Twitter dunking on film Twitter. I, I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And this was just like everyone had a chance to get their tweets out. <laughs> like, 
It was just like, wait, what? Because it was basically, it was a lot of the ones like what you'll see with Chris Jones, where he'll, you know, blow up the backfield, and then, you know, the runner has to evade and go the other direction, and then because a linebacker misses a fit or gets blocked out of the thing, it's like, well, see, look, he didn't make a play there. It's like, what? (laughs) And that's like the conversation that we've had about Aaron Donald and now, and we, I, I just felt it in my bones, guys, because I will never get tired of reminding people that a lot of y'all, not a lot of you, some of you didn't want to sign Chris Jones to a big market deal. And it's because of things like that. And it still happens even with an alien that throws a center and a guard out of the way. And so that made me feel a little better. I've, I've, I've been watching that video on loop the entire time you were talking. <laughs> and at no point have I been like, yeah, I'm done now. <laughs> It's just... It's unbelievable. Because here's something else I thought about. Because so Chris Jones is really good at his job. I I think that... I think that there's a really, really strong argument that he's the second best player at that position of football. Mm -hmm. The thing that is bonkers to me that I really... I genuinely don't understand is why Aaron Donald is, like, clearly number one and then, like, no no one else... uh, No one else does this. It's not even close. And I don't understand how that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are a lot of dudes that are really big and really fast and really smart and really physical and work really hard. But Aaron Donald just has like it feels like he has like he has a hundred and ten percent of like of of capacity to reach, and everyone else has no more than a hundred. <laughs> like it feels like he's breaking a rule somehow. I don't understand. I'm gonna stop watching this clip though because if I don't, I'm not gonna talk about anything else today. <laughs> Because it's so, he's an, it's so distracting. Just, just the the one of the best parts of Hard Knocks um, was their scrimmage in the new stadium and Jared Goff coming off to the sideline and being like, "Oh yeah, I forgot how good he was." <laughs> like, just like, yeah. oh oh my god, like I'm I'm kind of terrified, but he can't touch me, right? Like we we in a weird practice. Like he can't. What color is my like? I'm, hey, Aaron, like I'm real terrified. Quick, real quick, Aaron, what color is my jersey? Aaron, what color is my jersey? It's yellow, I think. Cool. <laughs> like I can't. He can't touch me, right? Because he's still touching me. Don't touch me. Yeah. He, he doesn't. He he doesn't. Well, and, and Goff could arm himself with knives, but he knows based on Aaron Donald's training regimen, it wouldn't he help him. Still it wouldn't help yes. him. And that's just. It's the most bonkers thing. Like Aaron Donald. Like I, I mean, I I'm always I always feel a bit weird saying things like this, but I do it all the time, so maybe I don't feel that weird. But like when you see him with his shirt off, it's like, bro, you have yeah. an eight pack. And you weigh like 300 yeah. pounds. What do you need all those for? He just Can moves I... to <laughs> offensive linemen like they're fluff pillows. I mean, yeah. God. Yeah. He's just chucking them. It's it's great. But, I mean, football, being back, like, as I just scroll through looking through all these games, man, Aaron Rodgers, holy cow. Like, yeah, he, he looked like a guy that probably didn't actually call Jordan Love. And... Oh, bleep off. <laughs> No, he he told no. Jordan Love just yeah. just just stay in Green Bay this week. You ain't, ain't no worries, no. ain't no need. Mm-mm. Just yeah, he didn't actually. You know what? I'm willing to retcon that for you, Seth. He didn't actually call Jordan Love if, if the 32nd pick is basically the first pick of the second round. Yeah, bleep off, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was really interesting watching Rogers be like at full Rogers, um, 
and man, then watching Carson Wentz just struggle. Like I'm just I'm just going down through the games yeah. right now, and it just was. He started off looking really good too. I felt really good about all my stupid fantasy teams. Going, I could just get Carson Wentz in the 14th round. <laughs> fine. He just it was not fine. He just I mean I he's he's not an elite quarterback. I mean seriously, you know you know who didn't help himself also Dak Prescott. Now to be fair, he had a metahuman chasing mm. him around, but like <laughs> it's like you know I, you got to say like. Dak Prescott always puts up like efficient stats and stuff. Then at the end of the day, it's like, well, they scored 17 points. Like, and I know that, you know, there's an argument about base stats to be had, but it's like, dang, Dak, you got to come on, man. <laughs> like you, you got a lot of money at stake here, dude. <laughs> like you, you can't, I just, that's just who he is though. Like that's just, it just right. felt like that felt like a Dak game. Yeah. People want him to be Russ Wilson, who also, by the way, is a fire breathing yeah. dragon. Good at football. That dude's so yeah, good. Yeah. That, that game was, that game was very fun to watch. Cause, cause Matt Ryan was like, Oh no, no, no. I need to get my shine too. I need to give, can I get 400 yards? I'm gonna go get yeah. 400 yards yeah. in a losing effort. Yep. But you know, that, that was a really fun game. And, uh, J- Jamal Adams just just being angry, just just angry, mm-hmm. just just mm-hmm. angry the whole time. You <laughs> just like, but the, but you're on a good team, Jamal. You ain't gotta yeah, be angry. Yeah, no Jamal, more. relax. <laughs> it really, it's good. It's gonna be good to see him get be in a situation where this is gonna sound weird because he's coming from New York, which is like you know obviously one of the biggest stages. But no one really gives a crap about the Jets. I mean, sorry if any Jets fans listen to this, you know I'm right. So like. They oh no they know better than we do. There I, I the first time I hear a Jets fan be like no we're good and people care about us will be the first time they know they get yeah it. they understand and that's fine they're they're real they're realists. Um, but yeah I mean seriously though it's nice to see him get a chance to shine because he really is incredibly good. He's very he's good. he's like he's very good. He he is maybe like man it is so tough to say he might be peak Eric Berry good like because he's good at everything. Mm-hmm. And, thing, yeah. and I say that about thing. dudes like like Derwin James, who it's a bummer that he's hurt. Um, but man, boy, can you tell with that Chargers defense when he's not on the field? The the secondary had some issues yesterday. It's, it was very apparent. It's, I know we're gonna get to that in a minute, yeah. but like, uh, there's like there's like in shape, and then there's football shape, and <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals benefited from. Just being the Chargers, just being in shape, and I and that's yeah. that's understandable. Yeah. It's the first game, and you traveled, and there's this whole new protocol system. But by the fourth quarter, they were beaten. Yeah, um, and a couple mistakes by the Bengals basically gave them a one and zero victory. As Tyrod Taylor looked, looked, he looked very solemn on the bench, and he was like, it's "He solemn. did." He looked very solemn. Just the idea of like, man, we were on hard knocks. We should be better. <laughs> Some dudes are hurt. Well, and it's I never believed in in curses, and we talked about this last year, and now it's coming up again. I people are always like, "Oh, the Chargers are cursed." Don't worry about that. And I'm like, "That's dumb." There's no such thing as curses. And like three years later, I'm like, "Man, the Chargers are cursed. They just are. Right? They can't stop getting hurt." On a side Herds, note, they just can't. They can't. On a side note, I have never seen a a tackle get beaten as badly. As what Joey Bosa was doing to the Bengals right tackle. Literally every snap. Like so like in the Super Bowl, Nick Bosa beat Eric Fisher a lot. But like Fisher at least made him work for it and he won. Especially in the second half. Right. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. won some snaps. Whereas like I started counting and it was like eight snaps in a row. It was like boom, 
boom, boom. Like if I were charting, I would have charted it as a win. And like if if a if a defensive end wins on like twenty five percent of his pass rush, he's having an incredible day. And he was like, it was more like eighty or ninety percent, and he was letting him know about it too. Like I don't know. And so then I actually saw a really fun exchange between uh, Jeff Schwartz and and Jeff Allen on Twitter. Yes. And they were like, uh, yeah. Joey Bosa is like the nicest dude in the league. I don't know what this guy said to him. <laughs> and Jeff Allen told a story that he called him a fake JJ Watt during a game. And I guess Joey Bosa goes, oh, Hey man, I hope to be as good as him one day. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like can you imagine what this guy must have said to joey to just set him off <laughs> like where he's just like you know what no no <laughs> this is because i mean he just oh it was snap after snap but it was yeah tyrod taylor i've always had a soft spot for taylor but he did uh you got to throw the ball accurately man and He's got a little Josh Allen in him. How about that? Where, like, he'll throw the ball. Oh, man. It's like, man, dude, your receiver was way over there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. Football's awesome. I'm happy. On that note, I'll promise you that there are some very Chief-specific things we want to get to, but I hope that anyone listening to this show also just generally enjoys watching football because it's just... It was so good. You got you um, got a, I, you got a chance to see how the league compares to the Chiefs, which is yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> outside. Yes, and I want to talk about yeah. that. I want to talk about specifically that right after I tell you some very important messages. Uh, starting off with this one from Fubo.tv. Seth mentioned earlier. Listen, you've you've got it. You've got uh, ways you want to cut the cord. You want to keep all your screens open. You want to be able to make sure you're seeing this, that, and the other thing. You want to get your local broadcast channels and uh, uh, be able to have maybe in a family plan, perhaps, where you can have like three people watch at once, or just the standard base plan with two screens if that gets it done for you. Whatever you maybe you want to be able to have thirty hours of DVR. You want to be able to have a bunch of sports channels, and you want to be able to think, man, if there was just a place that I could go to get all those things at a reasonable price, maybe with a discount because of our friends. The Athletic, and also a website I could go to to check on all the exact channels that are there so I can uh, juxtapose it with all of my specific needs. I'd say I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh, but I will tell you about Fubo.tv, which, oh, I'm sorry, it does all those things. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Wow, well, that's so incredibly convenient. The NFL season is here, if you haven't caught that by the first half hour of today's show. And Fubo.tv will not disappoint. You can stay updated on your favorite teams as well as local broadcast news. So go to FuboTV.com slash athletic today and get 15% off your first month. Again, just go check it out. Go to Fubo.tv or FuboTV.com. They both get you there. I've tried it. You can go to Fubo.tv or FuboTV.com and and see the channels that they have, the packages they have, the plans they have. And you go, all right, let me make sure this is the program that will work for me. And you can do that with 15% off your first month with FuboTV.com slash athletic. Start your first month today. Vista knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're our corner stores, our coffee spots, our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name. Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. This is The Athletic's Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. 
With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. We've been almost talking about this exact thing now for the majority of this show, but uh, I want to actually talk about it a little bit. Now, this was maybe my, of all of the little fun individual things that we saw from the games yesterday, and also want to dig in a little more to the AFC West and all that. But from all the stuff that, that happened yesterday, having the red zone on for eight hours wasn't as much fun as the Chiefs game. And, or like, and even this this week, maybe that's that's close to being equal because Thursday was kind of weird to Seth's point earlier. Like it felt like it kind of snuck up a little bit. There was no there's no preseason warm up even for us as as um you know whatever writers and reporters and talkers and all of the things we are and for fans also like it was kind of a weird energy like we were still unboxing football but it was also already happening. But yesterday even with all of that the breakneck speed from game to game and having red zone or having just games including Josh Allen the, the the main thing that seemed incredibly obvious is with I mean I watched at least some with the help of Red Zone of every game that happened yesterday mm-hmm. and I think the Ravens are the only team that I watched and I went yeah they could give the Chiefs some trouble I don't think that they're better than the Chiefs right now but I think they can give them some trouble maybe the Packers who did it for a game you know and we've got some stuff to learn about them in the long run still. Maybe the Seahawks, but those are both NFC teams. On the AFC side, it feels like it's the Ravens, and I'll be interested to see what we what we learn from from uh, tonight's games as well. See what the Steelers yeah. and, and Titans right. and Broncos all look like. Mm-hmm. But it just felt it just felt like the NFL gave us the the, the best on Thursday night because they could handle it, and then everybody else right now is is honestly kind of playing catch up, maybe with the exception of the Ravens. Did you guys feel similarly on that front, Josh? You're correct, sir. I, th- I think you're. Yes! I, think, I think you're leaving off one team. You're leaving off one team. The Bears. No, he he has a mustache. They actually have fans in the stands. <laughs> Yes. It's a little team I like to call the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Yes. <laughs> like, yes, I'm ready. Danielle, just give us a Jaguars war at this moment. Um, the, the thought process. Yourself acapella. Yeah. You have to record a roar yourself and put it in both. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I I think you're right because Baltimore looked at Kevin Stefanski and like, oh, an actually competent run NFL team and was like, eh, yeah. see you guys in December. We're going to smack you around for a while. Um, yeah. We're still waiting, Baker. We're, 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 we're still yeah. waiting, Baker Mayfield. Anyway, but like the Ravens are very good. 
Um, it appears that Monday Night Football is going to get the game that it wanted this year, yeah. which is 2-0 Cheese versus 2-0 Ravens, unless something really wild happens in the next six days or so. I do think this gives a chance for the Steelers to sort of prop themselves up. They also are not playing mm-hmm. a team really trying to win at this point. They're named the New York Giants, okay, kids? Um, <laughs> maybe- hey, don't, don't, tell that, don't tell that to Joe Judge. He'll dive in some water for a football. <laughs> that means he's a good coach. The high school NFL equivalent of guys, we've been having too many holding penalties in camp. You know what we're going to do? Put tennis balls on your hands and tape them to them. <laughs> yep. No more, no more holding. I cannot wait. This is also the uh, dramatic return of Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Obviously, yeah. a veteran quarterback. I don't know. Knows how to win some football games. Hey, maybe he'll do the non-Josh Allen thing and put the Giants away in the third quarter tonight. Um, yeah. But I feel like they have a chance to sort of prop themselves as like maybe that that third, fourth legitimate contender, I thought it was going to be the Indianapolis Colts. I thought for like six weeks, mm. Phillip Rivers was going to look awesome. And then like eventually age would sort of reveal itself and his body would deteriorate and he would start throwing ducks in December. But like mm-hmm. he did, he he was just Phillip Rivers. Like he was just, mm. he was incredible. But hey, um, I don't know what the Jacksonville Jaguars will do moving forward, but I know that they're like in the mix now. They're in like all four teams in the AFC South can win the division, guys. Welcome yeah. to 2020 football. Uh, <laughs> the the Saints and the Seahawks are the best teams by far right now watching one week of football. I think Baltimore can get to the Chiefs' sort of level uh, as we get you know, through the whole 16-game slate. But I do get the feeling that uh, Saints-Seahawks are right up there with the Chiefs in terms of like, okay, we know, like, these are competent opponents, much like the Houston Texans are, although we make a lot of jokes about them. Like, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, they're going to be fine. Um, Russell Wilson's just really, really good. Jamal Adams, great at football. Uh, You know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The whole story of their season will be how will they compare – in the rematch, based on, you know, being a team that had no preseason games, yes, Tom Brady yeah. was doing some weird things in the offseason to try to get guys, uh, you know, at, in, in the best shape possible mm. with their timing and chemistry, but their whole season comes down to what does a rematch look like? What do they look like in December? Mm-hmm. Whereas the Saints, and I've said this before, they're the most desperate team in football, kids. Mm. Um, so <laughs> they, are all they, saw, they saw Tom Brady score on that first drive, and they were like, you know what? Let it all out. Like, we're not waiting anymore. So, um, they gave Alvin Kamara a lot of money. They've given a lot of money, guys. So much money. So much money. I don't know. So much money. Like, how are they managing the cap? I know, Seth, you're going to say that it's it's non-existent. Even I'm Um, not sure how they're doing this. Like, I am. am They are the most desperate team. I mean, it's like. It's like payday loan NFL version. They're like, yep, just push that, push that down the line, kids. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, little Tommy will take care of that when he when he graduates from college. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they, I they just, they're making deals in some uh, on some strip mall in a really bad part of town with a dude really named Vinny who's town. got a couple of big guys standing next to him. They're like, hey man, can can you give us this? How much do you want? And when he's using words like vig and telling them what the vig is, and they're like, <laughs> right. uh, uh right. sure, sure. So so hundred G's, and he's like pulling out a shoebox with the money rolled into tight pills like now you're gonna give you're gonna give this back to me right 
You're gonna give yeah. it back to me, yeah. right? As soon as as soon as we win the Super Bowl, Vin. As soon as we win the Super Bowl, Vinny, you're gonna get all your money back, man. I guarantee you. And they're walking out, and Taysom Hill and Sean Payton are looking at each other like, "You got the money." He's like, "Dude, we need to win the Super Bowl." Like, we need to win the Super Bowl. Hey, hey uh, have any like this is uncut gems in the NFL level. Like, guys, if we yes. don't win the Super Bowl. A lot of bad things gonna be happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're both. So they're they're saying like, no, no, no. We'll just send him to Drew's house. He he. he <laughs> old. Yeah. So so. Do you know how much their how much cap they have? Uh, their cap hits are right now in 2021. I just hurt, it makes it my head hurt. It's it's it's, it's 250 million dollars. <laughs> I get out of town. <laughs> Two. I'm on over the cap right now. So oh it's got them. It's got them. Sixty-nine nice million dollars over the over like the previous cap projection, which is gonna be what? Like, don't we think it's gonna be maybe one eighty, two hundred at best? Right? Two hundred would be two hundred would be a windfall next year, if, and that that they'd be fifty million over right now. If that's a lot, if the cap remains stagnant next year, just remains stagnant, that would be a huge win for the NFL. And representative, yes. representative of you can see them trying to like you know they're like letting like you know the red zone going to YouTube big deal right mm-hmm, like deal. these things and and so I think because I think if if the NFL had been lucky their new TV deals would have come up this year right because yeah, then it, then agree. none of this other stuff would have mattered the the cap would have gone up no, next it, year there's seventy five million dollars over the current actual projection of one seventy six. Oh, that's just so just, bad. just just Danielle just in, just insert a sad a sad gift of somebody like doing all the like just calculating all their problems with a cigarette in their mouth just 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 <laughs> trying. To, what does the audio of that sound like? Do the foley work. Stop asking Danielle to do your job. Do the foley work. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like a smoking horse. What was that? Yeah, that, that was bad. I, I provided the, the I smoker's know. cough for this you. Is, this is why I asked her to do it. This is why. It's, um, this also, is... their top, their their top. This podcast is weird today. I'm sorry. The the their top eight guys. They cannot move. <laughs> like it would be, it would be more dead money than cap savings to to move on from Breeze or Cam Jordan. They're not going to cut Michael Thomas, but like. Uh, Teron Armstead, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's making $16 million next year. Bleep off, Saints. They're, they're paying him $16 million in 2021. This is. It, and at least we know Alex Smith is good at football, even with a repaired <laughs> right? leg. He's making the same Genoris amount of money. Jenkins, Andres, Pete. They can't move on from any of them. No. They're cutting Marshawn Lattimore is like movable money you don't really want to cut marshall Lattimore, though no, saints you don't. what are you doing I, saints they, they're, they're just all Oof. in they're at the end of an elite quarterback's career and yep. just on a side note though because like the saints do look really good and they're all in they might be six and ten next year drew Brees <laughs> with seven players drew Brees just like Sorry, and i know we got to get to our chief specific stuff and there's a few things i really do want to talk about because some new information came out in the long-running debate about you know clyde and by long running i mean like you know three whole days one interesting thing like watching the bucks and the saints and and i kind of thought this a little bit last year but i mean i don't know drew Brees is still a really good quarterback but i don't know if he's like that dude anymore you know what i mean like yeah can you really yes. be that dude when you are constantly throwing the ball short of the sticks like constantly 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. How, there were a couple third and third and longs early. Not even third and long. It's like third and eight, and he's throwing the ball four yards. It's like that. Yep. That ain't gonna get it done, Drew. And. It was just interesting yeah. watching him and Tom, and I noticed that the Buccaneers had Tom Brady throw a couple of deep shots early, which was clearly intentional, and then just mm-hmm. nothing. Another interesting yeah. note, Rob Gronkowski, sort of a limited role, and yeah. didn't look... I mean, look, you know, Father Time is undefeated, right? Like, It's just going to take them the whole season, I feel like, to get... To get where they are, and can they tread water enough in September to be, yeah, to be a true contender come December? But, yep. but you're right. If Seth. you said right now, if they could just lock in a wild card spot, they would smash that button in a yep. moment. Yep. And then, then just yeah, get us to the playoffs, and we'll see how we look. And then there. just practice until January. Just like now, nah, we don't yes. even need games. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll just we'll just <laughs> we we'll, we'll forfeit. Yeah. We'll we'll let the score automatically be one nothing in the game. We just play for the practice. Now that's a good point. I, I do think one team to at least look at. And, you know, one game is one game. But if Rodgers plays like Rodgers this year, that, that pack team is going to be a handful. Because that defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, if the, if, if the Steelers don't get it done tonight, Josh Allen and the Bills are, the, are like the number three team in the AFC in my <laughs> oh, mind. Yes. Just, just think yes. about that, guys. Yes. Yeah. Just think yes. about that. Yeah. Yes. I'll sign, yes, I'll take it. Yes, please. I'll have one of those. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Sir, can all I have one, one? All the good teams are still in the NFC. I mean, like, even the 49ers, like, I don't feel like they, they, they gave that game away. I feel like the Cardinals took it. Yeah. Uh, which is very, mm-hmm. like, you know, bro-man, like, specific sports radio talk. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, one team had DeAndre Hopkins. That team played on yep. Sunday, not Thursday. Yep. Yep. So right. that team's good now. <laughs> team, that team's like really good now. Like, <laughs> hey, the Cardinals are like pretty. They are an offense that's actually fun and creative to watch. Um, so also tell that to 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 your mom too, Seth. Like Josh Allen on his own <laughs> in the Arizona Cardinals offense. Outside of that, yes. it's pretty it's pretty bland. It, it, the two there were two things we've like briefly touched on that I want to circle back on real quick and then we do have to move forward. I know we have to move forward. Um, first of all, you mentioned both of you mentioned Russell Wilson looking very good. He also was allowed to play the game he should have been playing for His the last life. five years. Yep. Like yep. yes, um, if if the Seahawks really do play like they did, I don't even mean the results, right? Because that's easy to say. Like, well, if they you know like if 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 everybody throws for this exact performance every week but i mean if they play the style of game that they played ye- uh, yesterday yep. and russell wilson gets to do russell wilson things mm. they are going to be very good mm-hmm. finally like they're going to cuz it feels like they've underachieved since the super bowl basically also i just want to do everyone listening to times as a favor don't say that lamar jackson can't throw the football cuz that so not only not only not only it was that not true last year like i know we watch patrick mahomes so it's not totally fair he is an actual quarterback he might not be the best quarterback in football if he's not allowed to run i understand that but he is a he's so i'm going to go back and try to rewatch at least that that whole their whole offense because he really can play quarterback like that needs to be known yep and uh you know there's another guy on the field named baker mayfield who who still still working on it still trying to yep. figure that out and he probably should be in the pocket a little more often yep but he that, should but not he, be running around like a like a no. like like if he had josh allen traits then i'd be like you know what you the cleveland Browns, yeah. all for it but it's like yeah a little more structure which i know they're gonna get to again they're also a team that like how do they look between now and December will be massively important. Yeah. They they played a team that they're never going to beat this year. <laughs> so like, hey, Cleveland. Yep, season, that's true. Your season starts in week two, much like 
Um, like I mentioned last time. Um, hey, 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 Houston, you're division <laughs> champions, and your season doesn't start until week three because you are gonna get rolled by Lamar on. Oh, on do we know what the line for that is? Yeah. Ooh, I they, take, they take opened the up over, against my they kids. do the Ravens now. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Man, that's a tough. The league yeah. was like, hey. Um, I know you were this close in the AFC Championship game. What if we give you the two hardest opponents in your conference to start the season? Yeah, like, that's, what, what if we did yeah. that? Well, and this is, you know, it's interesting. when So you can see with the Texans where they're at is where the Chiefs were for a while in terms of a good team. But, like, we wouldn't have wanted them starting off the season against, you know, let's say... So we're, we're traveling back in time, like three years or four years, right? We wouldn't mm-hmm. want the Chiefs starting mm-hmm. off the season against the Patriots, then the Steelers, right? No. It would have been right, like, exactly. oh, man, you know, it's going to be hard to climb out of that hole. Whereas now, it's like, you know, now they, they, the script really has flipped to where the Chiefs are that team on their schedule. And the Ravens are that team, yep. too. Now, the Browns, we'll see how competent the Browns really are. You know, new head coach and stuff, we'll see how all that goes. Um but the Ravens are just good. They're just a really, really good team. Lamar Jackson's a really, really good quarterback. You mentioned, you know, some people talk about him. Is he as good a thrower as Mahomes? No. Or as Russ Wilson? No. no but right. you, you can't just like be like, well, if he weren't allowed to run. You, you can't do that because it's part right. of this. That'd be like, well, you know, if Mahomes wasn't able to throw the ball so well from different platforms, he wouldn't be as good. Yes, that's true. Right. But he can. So... Right. And and, right. and so with, and, with Jackson, every year he's improved as a thrower. I think it looks like he has again this year. And it's just mm-hmm. you, the difference between him and Josh Allen is that he's consistently, for the most part, accurate. Now, we'll see how he looks against yeah. a non-Browns team. But he, I'm guessing it's going to be really <laughs> freaking good, guys. <laughs> like, right. you know that, what I mean? He, that, he's awesome. He's a really great quarterback. Unfortunately, Ravens-Texans is opposite Chiefs-Chargers next week. They're both, they're both afternoon games. That line right now, I see six and a half. Mm. Does that feel low to you guys? Uh, they're they're not going to be there's not going to be any fans at, at at the Texas Stadium either. Yeah, are they they're, getting three for that? Are they getting three points for being I, at home in an empty stadium? I don't know, but just you know, I don't know either. Cut up. I wish we could like do this, but like, all right, let's do some cut ups of Lamar Jackson in the red zone where scrambling mm-hmm. is not optimal because like I don't know, mm-hmm. he only got less than twenty yards to move around. <laughs> um, watch him pass in the red zone; mm-hmm. it's exquisite. Like. He did some things against the Browns yesterday where it's like, okay, first down, second down, not great. Third down, we know you have to pass the football. We know you're in a condensed space. We know your receivers aren't the greatest. And he would he would just he would just find the opening. He would find it, be accurate, be on time. He is really, really good in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what I always like. I know people like to think about his arm in terms of like pinpoint deep passes when given time particularly in play action but i am more impressed watching him from the red zone with the understanding that like you have less time there's a little higher variance for turnovers and like the defense knows you can't move so quickly because the field isn't so wide to you um so the browns learned that yesterday where they were like hey we're gonna play ben don't break damn it we've been breaking (laughs) y'all so you know it's just like he really good at football yeah um, also, the uh, the AFC West currently has three undefeated teams in it. Uh, we mentioned briefly 
kind of how some of those went. Um, the Bengals should have won that game was bon- or they at least should have gotten to overtime. They yeah. probably should have just straight up won that game against the Chargers, but they won at the very end. They did not look particularly impressive. Um, the the Bengals gave them lots of opportunities to put that game away earlier, and they never did. And uh, the Raiders beat the Panthers, who I don't necessarily think are good. But also, that game very much could have gone either way. Um, did you guys have any thoughts on either of the, the AFC West teams? Obviously, the, the Broncos played tonight before we shift back to some Chiefs things. This is this is Derek Carr's 2017 Alex Smith season. Ooh, Ooh. that would be interesting. As long as Henry Ruggs stays healthy. I know he got, got hurt in the middle of that game yesterday. Yeah. But my hot take-ish for the AFC West is... I, we'll see what Drew Locke does tonight, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think this... If it's ever going to happen, if we're ever going to get a above average year from Derek Carr, I think it's got to be now. Yeah, and this could be his 2017 Alex Smith season where he throws for 4,000 yards. You kind of look up and you go, "Hey, like how they win 10 games, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and his, and become a wild card team." His line looks really good again. At least yes, one game sample size. I'm not sure how good the Panthers pass rush is. But Carr has always been someone, and I, this is true of a lot of quarterbacks, but Carr has a pretty live arm. And when he's not under pressure, he he's like a really poor man's Kirk Cousins. Like, if Kirk Cousins isn't under pressure, yeah. he looks real good. Like, mm-hmm. really, really, really good. Um, whereas Carr, when he doesn't have a pressure, he looks really good. And then once it's just mm-hmm. when the pressure starts or when it gets below 40 degrees – that's when Derek Carr just falls apart, which is always funny to watch because the Chiefs have consistently put good pressure on him. Um, I don't really have any thoughts of the Chargers game. I, I think the Chargers, I was curious what their offense would look like. Um, I am afraid that Keenan Allen, I'm curious what the game plan is this next week because mm. Ke- Keenan mm. Allen, like, good for Sneed, man. He had a good first outing. But, like, yep. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen is going to drop 250 yards on him if they don't have a good game plan. And that's no disrespect to Snead because Snead looks really athletic. It's just Keenan Allen brutalizes dudes in man coverage. So, yeah. but their offense overall didn't look that good. Their defense is going to have to play awesome against the Chiefs for them to have a, a chance, in my opinion. So, I don't know. It was, just, it was just a lot of watching teams that, other than the Ravens and the Seahawks, you're just like, man, the Chiefs are just in a different class from these dudes. Like, yeah. they, they really are. This is this is what it feels like to watch a team that's that much better. And it just kind of, I just kept coming back to um, how easily the Chiefs dispatched the Texans when watching some of these dogfights that other teams were in, you know? And I was just like, man, the yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs beat them by two touchdowns. And that was with Demarcus Robinson dropping a touchdown. Yep. Well, he dropped two touchdowns. Two. The one he that hit him in the face. He paid a dear price for that one. Um, but they scored on that drive anyway, right? So it didn't yes. cost the Chiefs yes. anything. But the first drop, they ended up having to punt because there was a sack the next place. So that cost them seven. And then they they missed on yeah. a gold line opportunity where they didn't really try to do anything creative because it was the end of the game. They're like, ah, we're just going to run the same outside. Well, well, and because Clyde edwards is a bad running back. Yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> yeah. they, uh, they, 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 they're like, we're just going to run the same play right at J.J. Watt three times in a row and see if we can make it work. And it never worked. Um, 
Because, because again, because Clyde edwards is a bad running back and Andy Reid is a bad coach who's bad at calling exactly. plays. Exactly. Two things I've often Man, said. They just yeah. like, they were re-watching that game a few times, which, hey, NFL. Someone's going to cut that audio into a clip and tweet it out. <laughs> oh, no. Danielle, we've got our, we've got our, we've got our segment. We've got our clip. No, 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 it's gonna be it. This is still gonna be in the clip. The clip is gonna include this part also. I know. It's and I'm gonna, gonna hate. It. I'm so excited for that. Um, this so they that cost them four points there. So you're yeah. talking eleven points. They still won by by a couple touchdowns. And they, if you really rewatch, and again, I need to NFL for the love of God, release the all twenty two. What are you doing to me? Like it's Monday morning. And I'm out here without coaches film, like, and people are asking me, like, how'd this guy look? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have no way I, of knowing. I have no I idea. Let me see it. Yeah. And so, but, and they shifted, like, even without the coaches film, you can see them in, like, midway through the third quarter, but especially in the fourth quarter, they were like, eh, I think we're done here. <laughs> On offense. <laughs> like, they really, they, they, it was just like, I, it, it was the equivalent to me, like, I've written briefs before where I, like, I, I know that I've got the case law to win it, you know? And so, like, in I'm the more first boxers 10... guy. Huh? Nothing. Okay. And, like, the first 10 pages, you just, like, you know, you know, the Supreme Court has settled this issue long ago in this, and then in this, and this, is and then, like, in your last page, you got to close it up, and you're basically just like, so... Yeah, I think we're done here. This is it. Norm, I could write another 15 pages because the limit's 25, but no, I'm not even going to because we're done. That's that. And council yeah. might argue something, but they'll be wrong. And I mean, you just don't even try. And that might sound terrible, but you don't need to because it's over. And that's what happened here. And that I, that's what I just kept thinking about, like how easily the Chiefs dispatched what should be a quality opponent. They're missing Bashad Breeland. They're missing yep. a key interior defensive lineman. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey barely made any noise. Patrick Mahomes was less efficient throwing the ball than Clyde Edwards Hilaire was running the ball for most of the game, which that ain't gonna happen often, people. And mm. they still like he, he averaged six point six yards per attempt. He threw for two hundred eleven yards and they still just killed him. And that's what I kept thinking about watching the slate yesterday. It's just like, man, the Chiefs are so much better than these teams. It's awesome. We'll we'll circle back to Clyde. Cause then there's one stat you wanted to get to, Seth. Um, but really quick, Nate, the the main thing kind of from this week for me, at least, keeping an eye on Trevorius Ward. I know we might get an update on him today, but uh, as we record this podcast in the morning, uh, there were the reports that he was going to have surgery, but could theoretically play with a club on his hand. Obviously, um, corner is this corner was this team's thinnest position yep. before their best one got hurt. Yep. Um, so it's on his left hand. So just keep that in mind. We should learn something today, hopefully on, on Monday with, uh, Andy Reed. Obviously the team will do its normal weekly practices on a weekly regular schedule. Hallelujah. On Wednesday, because <laughs> it was hard to keep track of days with the Thursday night game going on. Um, you know, I'm also interested too in, 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 uh, Alex Okafor, who was also a starter. Mm-hmm. He came into the week with a calf injury, although he was a full participant in practice, and then he suffered a hamstring injury, so we should learn sort of where his situation is as the week goes on. Um, I don't think Colin Saunders is going to play because he dislocated his elbow. I'm just going to put that out oh. there. I don't think – I think it's going to be really hard for Traverius Ward to come back so quickly. Like, could he play in against Los Angeles? Perhaps. Is it wise over the long course of the season? That'll be the, the debate that I think 
he and the and the Chiefs training and medical staff will have. Um, mm-hmm. If he does not play, it's a lot of luxurious need. Antonio Hamilton and Rashad Fenton, who weirdly yeah. enough did not play much on Thursday night. So mm-hmm. we'll keep that in mind. I don't think they can bring in a veteran just because of the whole COVID regimen as you get through the yeah. pro- the protocols of like honestly being in like again football shape because like hey the Los Angeles Chargers they looked all right but in the fourth quarter clearly they weren't in football shape from a defensive standpoint because they were just on the field a lot um so I, I just I know Traverius probably feels like he probably needs to play it's just gonna be can smarter heads prevail and even if he doesn't play I think the Chiefs would be okay in a shootout with Tyrod Taylor. Um, Austin Eckler, and, you know, Keenan Allen's really good. I I was looking for more on my fantasy team. But, you know, first game of the year with Tyrod (laughs) Taylor, I understand. I I understand (laughs) you may have looked down on the opponent because they're the Bengals, and they've been the Bengals for a minute now. I I get it. I get it. (laughs) But, you know, Keenan, you know, I'm I'm still very faithful. The waiver wire is not even in my mind right now about you, dog, or the trading block. But this is too much information. Essentially, big shoulder shrug, but I don't think Traverius should play necessary, but he might because, yeah. like you mentioned, Josh, like, that is the thinnest position that they're at. But it also gives you the understanding that maybe more Tedrick Thompson this week because you would use Tyron Matthew as, like, the guy on the perimeter or next to Keenan Allen as closely as you possibly can. Um, you know, Daniel Sorensen played a lot of snaps on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And Juan Thornhill... Seemed to be fine. He alluded mm-hmm. to the idea that he was knocking off the rust on Twitter. So mm-hmm. maybe you get a better version of him now that he's played football action for the first time in, in nine months. So who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I I will be fascinated to see who makes the decision. Is it up to Traverius or is it up to the Chiefs to be like, hey, man, um, there's this team called Baltimore. Let's get that hand right as best we yeah. can for Monday Night Football. Uh, Seth, hit me with your uh, your Clyde note for today. Um, it was just kind of an interesting thing. Uh, you know, you and I have obviously gone back and forth about the run game and, you know, exactly how much a team should run versus how much they will run. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of stuff with Clyde. Some of the concerns about running the ball too much. Um, what's interesting is, um, so uh, Ben Baldwin's a, a contributor over at The Athletic. He does a lot of uh, statistics and analytics stuff. And using the, uh, so they had something called Big Data Bowl. There's like a lot of background to give here, but it's basically you've got expected rushing yards based on how many defenders are in the box because that's one of the most predictive things, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, from a film standpoint, that checks out, right? If you've got five dudes in the box and you've got five offensive linemen and a tight end, it's like, oh, look at the advantage we have. Or even six guys in the box. If there's a light box, it's easier to run the ball. Um, they kind of, they track, you know, what type of carries Clyde Edwards Hilaire got. And what they found mm-hmm. was that basically he, he ran the ball for the most part in situations where there was either a light box or they were on the goal line, or it was like third and short, right. Or second and short mm-hmm. situations where it kind of makes sense to run the ball a little bit. And it was just kind of an interesting thing to see. Um, one stat that I thought was pretty cool. And I think we talked about this on Thursday a little bit. But um, they had, now this is uh, Next Gen Stats, they had him rushing against a light box on 10 attempts, which is six or fewer, and he Mm -hmm. rushed for 96 yards and a touchdown there with an 80% success rate. And 
what's interesting to me is I'd be really curious if Andy Reid becomes like that dude to crack the code on how to run the ball. Right, because mm-hmm. he's he's taking a lot mm-hmm. of grief, and like people are like, oh, he's gonna start running the ball too much. Guys, it's Andy Reid. Like he was getting criticized for not running the ball before people realized that you should pass the ball more. <laughs> like, remember that? That was like the big criticism against him, like in the two thousands. Like, oh, he, yeah. he throws the ball too much. Now it's like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Our bad Andy. Yeah, right. right. Um, and so it's it, it'll be interesting to me because the offense that Edward Hilaire plays in, and this never honestly occurred to me. Because one of my big fears, and Josh, you and I have talked about this on various platforms, is that they'll start giving him the ball too much because, like, oh, shiny new toy. He's fun to watch the ball, mm-hmm. run the ball. And and it really is a different feeling by, like, the third quarter when they would hand the ball off. Last year, every time they handed the ball off, I was like, guys, why? Like, what? Just mm-hmm. throw it. You have Mahomes. But now it was like, ooh, I wonder what he might do. And it is kind of like a little more Kareem Hunt or Jamal Charles feeling to it. Um but because he plays for the Chiefs, I wonder if he might end up running the ball a little more than he would in other circumstances if Andy is going to continue to play it this way. Remember, the Chiefs run a lot of RPOs as well, right? So you're going to have at least a half dozen of his carries, if not more per game, are going to be because Mahomes made a read. I still very much have the, uh, but why though? I, even even though, and again, with the with the situational statistics that that been put out and all of that like it definitely it definitely puts it in a in a context that gives me less st- extra stressors on everything like I, I i'm happier to see light boxes and, and again in goal line situations when it matters like when it makes sense as you we talked about some on friday um none of those getting converted makes me a little nervous but it's one game it's one game and the argument has never been that clyde wouldn't be good in this offense it's going to be would the team be better with a, with you know a first round corner that would feel make me feel better right now? And then going and addressing that position later on. But situationally, yeah, it, it is at least good to feel like the the running decisions from Thursday were more situational than yes. forcing Clyde the ball. Even though at it's some li- point in the red zone, they should have gotten away from that. I think it's a little bit of both. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, feed, feed the guy because he's having a good night and we need to run this clock and I'm tired of it. <laughs> and I can't see, <laughs> right. I can't see my play sheet because it's, right. you know, it's, right. it's, it's humid out here yeah, in this, you, in this rain. Um, do you think eventually he just started saying, I can't see this, run it? Like, like that's what I imagine. Give me another, give me another zone read. Give me, give me another zone yep. stretch. Yep. <laughs> give me another zone option. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the best part about all of this is that. Uh, again, they didn't throw him the ball. So again, Anthony Lynn. Yeah, look up that tape. Oh, that's right. He didn't run a single route that mattered on Thursday. Yep. Uh, I'm also interested too because, like Seth mentioned, this can very this can be so favorable, particularly on first downs based on formations. Um, and and so I'm interested to see where that goes. How much they sort of evolve or just transform in that aspect in terms of. God, I hope they don't start running the ball in first down. Getting, but it, it's it's appropriate of getting oh, the boy. It's appropriate in terms of getting the looks, as Seth mentioned before, and then obviously yeah. your quarterback can still adjust to throwing the ball to Kelsey to establish the Kelsey. It's okay, That's Josh. You can have two so. things. I know, <laughs> but if they end up running the ball a lot on first down, I'm gonna start because here's the thing: even whenever there's a good a good like a light box, you feel good about the situation. You also have a situation where Patrick Mahomes can throw the football, and that's my favorite situation, <laughs> regardless of personnel. 
That's the thing that I enjoy watching on my screens. So how do they how do they attack a Chargers team? And I know we're going to talk about this more on Friday, but like how do they attack a Chargers team that you know was kind of like all right in every aspect, but you also have to keep track of Ingram and Bosa. Um, with the understanding too that like, hey, they have no one to Travis Kelsey to to cover Travis Kelsey steal. So you might be right. Mm-hmm. You might be right. Like, hey, maybe every every first down snap is a gives a look of a run based on the film that they put out Thursday, but it's play action. There's Travis Kelsey for twelve yards. So I mean I would like that. They they could they could do this in a number of ways, but I think I think Seth's point is pretty interesting, the idea of getting a certain look based on a certain formation and then using that information both in the first half and then you know, setting wrinkles off that in the second half. But I mean, that's you know, it'll it's fun to think about because we've only got one tape, one game tape of uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, <laughs> and we'll see how his body manages in week two. Right? This is so unusual because you know we have no preseason games and there was really no ramp up as far as we know. But like, how do both rookies look when they're given just as much responsibility, and in some cases with Legere Sneed, perhaps more? going from one NFL game to the second when there is tape and guys start to understand how to um, sort of combat their their skill set. So it'll be fascinating to watch, but I think for Legereus Need, this is this is the time right now where you should look up every mention on Twitter, man. Just 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 drink it all in uh before having to cover Keaton now. Also eventually Clyde's gonna catch ten passes in a game and I'm wondering if they're just gonna save that for Baltimore. Perhaps. I was just kind of thinking through that. Like that might just it, it could it could happen next week. It could. But eventually he's gonna have a ten reception day. And if they say that for Baltimore I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be stunned or shocked. Yeah. Um please keep your tasers away from me. <laughs> uh anyway, is that is that the gist of it? We've gone long today because we spent thirty five minutes on things that aren't the Chiefs because football's back, so what are you gonna do? Complain about it? Philip Rivers down four with the football. All for all time. For all, all for, time, kids. <laughs> Always just, forever, amen. Just, unbelievable. Oh, just, just Renzo gave me everything I wanted. Philip Rivers yeah. down four so with the ball, heading towards midfield. Oh, where is he throwing that football? That is, and that. the Chargers still did it too. That's so good. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was awesome. It's not like you're gonna say something. Sad. I was, I was going to, I was going to, but I, but I got, I got distracted by, by my DMs. So. <laughs> why are you why are you reading your dms right now uh, you know i will tell you off the air because uh, if i talk about it i'm just gonna get upset <laughs> good to know because that's what happens when you check the dms man don't if you're not named Legeria sneed right now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no one else should read dms <laughs> Uh, that okay. Well, we'll make that the end of the show then. Uh, as always, you go to theathletic.com slash timesars. There's always a deal there. There's a new one up right now. Go check it out if you're not already subscribed to the athletic. Uh, theathletic.com slash timesars. You can follow Nate on Twitter at by Nate Taylor. I'm at JB Briscoe. Seth is at Real MN Chiefs, and also you can check out Seth's Chief from the North newsletter there. Um, all the details are up on Seth's Twitter and everything. We didn't actually talk about anything from it today because we just talked about Josh Allen for an hour. Um, <laughs> that will certainly change. Uh, I'm, I actually imagine leading up to the show on Friday. We'll be And we'll be back on Friday as well to preview Chiefs Chargers and another week of football. That's it. That's the show. Nate, take us out. Look, Phil Rivers still needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not debating that. All I'm saying is 
Don't you kind of wish Phillip Rivers was still on the Chargers roster this week, Chiefs fans? <laughs> Don't you kind of wish it was, again, fourth quarter, two minutes left, two timeouts, down four with the football heading towards midfield? Don't you kind of miss it? You're going to miss it on Sunday. Believe me, I already do.